on maynard.com.au. Hey you, look up, look down, just get on the ground. Bunga Bunga 55. Bunga Bunga 55. Starring Maynard. And that's Tim Ferguson. Maynard, of course, from Triple J Radio. Is that you, Maynard? Hello, Maynard. And that's Tim Ferguson from the Doug Anthony All-Stars, from Motivational Speaking. He does painting. He makes coffee mugs. Is there anything you don't do, Tim Ferguson? Well, everybody knows what that is. Too much. Maynard, you're putting on these great nights. You just put on the Princess Bride. Inconceivable. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Coming up on Bunga Bunga 55, we'll have this. Hello, everybody. This is Keith Strickland from the B-52s, and you're listening to Maynard. There's that. Hello. Batman speaking. And there's, there's this one again, Tim. There's an American flag on the moon tonight, flying red and blue and white. There's an American flag waving on the moon, waving on the moon tonight. You can't stop this music. There's an American flag, can't you see? Sitting on the sea of tranquility. There's an American flag waving on the moon, waving on the moon tonight. Not right now. Bunga Bunga News. What's happening in the world of Ferguson? You're running around the country doing things in your wheelchair, some of them in front of people. I've been uh, running up to Brisbane. I went up to Brisbane, had a great session talking to the Allied Health people, who are all these people associated with the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, trying oh. to make people's lives happier. Was Andrew Bolt there? He's a famous naysayer of the of that scheme. He said that they build it and they will come and that people are just getting on the bandwagon of getting something for free. He's an Australian political commentator of the right-wing ilk. I'm on Andrew's side. I think there is such a thing as the health bludger. People who go and get something like multiple sclerosis just so they can get free wheelchairs. It's pretty bloody cunning, Tim. People who lose their visibility just so they can get a free walking stick. Andrew is, as always, absolutely right. You've been watching too much Sky News, I reckon. You can never watch too much Sky News. Sky News is like what Fox News is in America, except not as good. Our Sky News would be so, so happy that there's a new English Prime Minister. Oh, yeah, they're all very happy with Boris Johnson, and so am I. That's right. (laughs) Boris Johnson is the man of the hour. He should lead Britain right now. And why? Because he was the one that pushed Britain over the Brexit cliff. He might as well be the one trying to inflate the balloon using his own lung power as it plummets. It's absolutely wonderful to be here in Manchester. One of the few great British cities I have yet to insult. Hey, is Nigel Farage coming over here while he's in Australia? Nigel Farage is here at all times in our hearts. Come on, Nigel, come out. Come on, Nigel, come on, get out of the box. We had a great weekend with him as my gimp. That was very funny. (laughs) Isn't it funny? You have imposed upon them a political union. I know that virtually none of you have ever done a proper job in your lives or indeed ever created a job. But listen. A lot of people are saying maybe Brexit is bad, maybe it's good. There's a big division. I would recommend that on Twitter you follow the Irish border. The Irish border has its own Twitter account and speaks. It's often saying, you leave me out of this whenever there's an argument. Of course, Ireland is going to be a huge problem. But when hasn't Ireland been a huge problem? Did you ever get the right, ever get the right, ever get the right on a tractor? I figure the resilience and the brains and the affection held for 
the British people will get them through. What about a bit of optimism? Brexit is inevitable. So how do we make it work? That's the next question. And that's why you get a man with a bad hairdo and hard right-wing politics. Every time I think of him, I just got the image of him going along that zip line, holding a Union Jack and getting stuck halfway. That's just a metaphor for exactly what's going on. The Tories represent money and tradition, and money and tradition once again will screw Britain as much as they can. The thing about Boris Johnson that shouldn't be overlooked is the man is very sharp. Yeah, he looks like an idiot, but unlike Donald Trump, who is just instinctive, Boris, I think, is quite sharp politically. That's why you become the Lord Mayor of London. It's a very choosy choosy city. Watch Boris Johnson. It's his fault, so he might as well clean up the mess. And what shows have you got coming up in the next couple of weeks, Tim? Oh, I'm going to Hobart. That's right, Hobart. Which hey! is, it's a real place, Maynard. The, the Royal Theatre again? Going to the Royal Theatre, Australia's oldest theatre, where Laurence Olivia and Vivian Lee perform. On September the 7th, it's pretty well all sold out, but see if you can send a pigeon to the post office to grab the last tickets. About every fortnight, I'm doing a show at the Red Bar, which is in Glebe in Sydney. First Tuesday of September, I'm presenting the greatest musical ever made, Can't Stop the Music. Love Shack. Everybody's moving, everybody's grooving, baby. About the third or fourth Saturday in September. All these dates will be on maynard.com.au. We're having a Love Shack pyjama party. So you turn up in your own pyjamas or will you have a pyjamas in a bucket? That was originally the idea, but I thought, no, I'll only have to wash them afterwards. So come in your own pyjamas. How dare he come here and spoil our nice party? Come along in your sleepwear. Just wear a flannelette top. You can wear whatever you like. Just wear a dressing gown over your regular clothes. Give us the Arthur Dent look. You can't stop the music? Ten bucks, come along and have a look at it. First Tuesday in September, can't stop the music. I could go on for hours about this one. Lance Leopard will be sending a video. He's uh, wintering up in Brisbane at the moment. He'll be sending a video of his appraisal of the whole movie for us to show. I'll be showing some of my moments with village people. With the movie Can't Stop the Music, do you look back on that as a good experience or not? At the time, we, we were living zombies. It's village people because they're people from Greenwich Village, not the village people. You know that, Tim, don't you? You don't want to put the in the wrong place. You really will tread on toes. And it's a great movie to watch. Sure, you get it every New Year's Eve on Channel 9 for reasons we still don't know. Why do you think Channel 9, the cricket football blokey channel, plays Can't Stop the Music every New Year's Eve and have since at least the mid-80s, Tim. Of course, Channel 9 was one of the people in that spa scene from the film. Just next to Valerie Perrine. You can see there's a nine shape and nine dots. It's right there in the spa bath. If you want to know more about the movie Can't Stop the Music, come along to that screening. And also, on maynard.com.au, I supported Village People in 2010 at the Enmore Theatre in Sydney. And there's lots of stuff backstage with the guys talking about it and fans talking about it. You've got to see it. You'll love it. The best thing is, uh, having been to all of your presentations of movies, it's having you and Lance Leopard give an introduction to the film, occasionally pointing out things in the film that you may not have noticed. Your takedown of Barbarella. Well, Lance got very excited, but we're only going to do the movies until the end of the year. We've got Can't Stop the Music, September, October, Flying High, November, 
I'm going to go to great effort to give you the best of all the movies we've seen. 15 minutes of the best of all the eight films we've screened all year. And in December, we've got a special Christmas Maynard secret party movie that we're not going to tell anyone about. You just have to come along. You're playing Flying High. I'm also preparing myself for people that are offended by various things in the film. They're making fun of movie tropes. When the woman is being slapped and there's someone with a gun and a baseball bat, that's not a joke about the woman being slapped. It's a joke about whenever anyone behaves hysterically in a movie, they slap them. And when does that ever help? Try that at home. Yeah, it's a trope. People have to lighten up. Comedy is doing its very best to point out the hypocrisies of world leaders at the moment. You could lighten up about films from 30, 40 years ago, their anachronisms, but at the time they're very funny. And you can't make the past the present. And it should be pointed out that the last person in line is a woman with a gun. (laughs) Flying High, or Airplane as it's known in America, is based on the movie Zero Hour, and almost every scene in that movie is exactly the same as the movie Zero Hour. If you want to write your own parody of films or a genre of films, there are a few simple principles. Write this down. You can change the identity of characters. So, for example, early on in Flying High, we go to a bar where the hero is having a drink and there's a lot of military people around, but who is having a really vigorous fist fight to girl guides. You can also change the scale of things. In that film Top Secret with Val Kilmer, there's a phone ringing, a big red phone right in the front of shot. Someone goes to answer the phone, then they pick up the phone. And of course, it's huge. It's just a visual illusion. We thought it was just very close to the camera, but no, it's a huge phone. There are other things you can do. You can take things literally. Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? You can have a bit of wordplay. What flying experience have you had? I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's It's an an entirely entirely different different kind of flying. flying. You can really play with a variety of principles, taking things as being important, where in fact they're trivial, or the reverse. Take a close look at Flying High or uh, Top Secret and you'll be able to write your own parody of any kind of film, including Australian drama. Oh, and a big shout out to Who Are These Podcasts? They were talking about a show that was incredibly overproduced and they said, it's like bloody Planet Maynard's Bunga Bunga show. Thank you very much. Once again, America's talking about Bunga Bunga. We thank all of our American listeners. It's great to have so many over there. Oh, look, they're big fans of us at Law and Order. Listen to this. He still has the energy for Bunga Bunga. Even Law and Order. Bunga Bunga. Find us fascinating. But, you know, hello to the Yanks. Don't worry, we'll be there soon. Let's open our crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. What's that pissing sound that seems to be there? It's Niagara Falls, Maynard. During winter, now that it's all snowing over, there will just be a little trickle of water coming off Niagara. Let's listen again. Oh, yes. One of the great rivers of the world. You uh, have been uh, one of the few people that's been over it in a barrel three times now. Yes. <laughs> Keep your wheels on the walkway. Unintentionally for two <laughs> and one of them totally involuntarily. Crank mail. Justine actually sent us a video of you 
on the project and you were saying this. Whoever you are, you've got something in your way or you're dragging something behind you. Whatever it is, don't worry. Thanks, Tim. That's a very positive statement. And you can hear Justine going, yay, Tim, when you were saying that whatever's in front of you, you can do it kind of thing. Well, what were you saying there, Tim? I don't know. I don't actually agree with what I was saying there. Clearly, if you've got a problem, it's bigger than you are. Don't go thinking, oh, if I just use positivity, if I smile, if I work hard, if I put my head down, if I believe in myself, I will overcome. And look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Look at what you're looking at. If you have a problem, just let it be a problem. Crank mail. Lucy Valentine, who is Lucy the 14th in Roman numerals on Twitter, which I kind of like, writes, why has there never been any Australian characters on Star Trek on the Enterprise? And you know, I don't think there has. That's a good question, Maynard, and that is a very good question, Lucy 14th. There are a couple of answers to this question. No Aussies on the Enterprise? Well, they are, but they're off camera because they're drunk. We have Jean-Luc Picard saying, what can we do to repel the Klingons? And someone saying, play k <laughs> The noise of a beer can opening. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. The other thing, of course... Australians would not be seen dead wearing Star Trek uniforms outside of a Comic-Con. The only people who wear dress at all like that is Star Trek fans and, of course, the Wiggles. It's way too neat and it's too hot in Australia to go wear something made of so many acrylic fibres. There is the famous sketch with the Cockneys in Star Trek I quite enjoy. Word is it's kicking off big time. We're going to have a tear up with the Klingons. Klingons? They're naughty! They are proper naughty, Jim. Yeah, I know, they're proper naughty, moody geezers, but don't worry, right? Crank mail! Rebecca writes to us, Rebecca Jones, who is a Patreon. And I must say, we do need Patreons to keep the whole Planet Maynard thing together. Patreon.com slash Maynard. What I do is the actual soundtrack of Love Shack, I usually upload at least three hours of audio to that every month. So if you're overseas, it's just like you're there. You mean you can listen to a whole bunch of tracks chosen by Maynard? Oh, yeah. It's actually a live feed of the night. You can hear me talking over the top of it and everything. The audience going, yay, when you play the milkshake and stuff. How do I become a Patreon of maynard.com.au? Just get along to patreon.com slash maynard. One more time, Maynard. That's patreon.com slash maynard. Sex. Is something Rebecca Jones didn't ask us about, although maybe she did. If Tim was Dr. Moreau for a day, hey. Oh, I like it. I like it. (laughs) What two animals or more would Tim splice together to create the ultimate adorable creation? Tim. Well, you might be thinking little tiny baby kitten pussycat, and you would be right. That would be the perfect first half. The second first half, I think I'm going to go a little left of centre. And either go for somebody from Jarvis Bay in Queensland or an orangutan. They are so cute. But, of course, once you add the cat's furs. Holy hell, yeah. The the big cat's paws, cute little cat's nose and the whiskers, you've got an orangutan that everybody wants in their house. You imagine the amount of poo coming out of the combination of a cat and an orangutan? They'd be swinging from the rafters, running around everywhere. And once they're in adulthood, that is a lot of self-licking. 
That's my haunted harmonica, by the way. It only plays in a minor key. Say something inspiring and happy, Tim, and I'll play this afterwards and see how evil it makes anything sound. Cheer up. Tomorrow is another day. <laughs> see, Peter Young from Orange, who's getting married later in the year. Peter Young? God, we thought you'd never get married, Peter, just because you, that was were, the rumor. you were too good a catch. His place is full of Star Wars stuff. That's why I thought he'd never get married. What woman's going to put up with that? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> You've got to get it into storage. Congratulations, Peter. Taken off the market. Well, the market is not going to be happy. He writes, and this isn't so much a question as a statement, which I quite like. We do take statements and bet settling here on Crankmail. In Greece too. Look, let's cut this farce out right now. I'm liking that already. Anything that references Greece too first up. <laughs> One of the great sequel films. I'll just play the main single from Greece too that you probably have never heard. Yeah, no, I can't quite pick that one. It never made it to the charts. Hang on, I'll just try another one of the well-known ones off the soundtrack. Reproduction, reproduction, baby, give it to me now. Reproduction, reproduction, is that all you think about? Reproduction, come on, baby, show me that you really love me so. Oh, I think I'm going to throw up. Is that Kylie Minogue? It was, I think, Michelle Pfeiffer's first film. Michelle Pfeiffer playing Olivia Newton-John. And Alan Carr, the producer of Grease, and of course, Can't Stop the Music we mentioned earlier, said in an interview with me that he wanted Tom Cruise to play the lead in that, but the Hollywood studio wouldn't allow that as they felt he was a little short. And he looks a bit silly in the blonde wig. (laughs) In Grease 2, Peter Young writes, In Grease 2, why doesn't anybody mention that a car flew into the sky at the school fate the previous year. (laughs) If that happened at my school fate, I'd never fucking shut up about it. That's a very good point, actually. You would think that it would come up again in conversation or song. The flying car. Yeah, thanks, Peter. We uh, are as baffled as you are with that. Totally baffled. Listen. That's our baffled. Horace Hubris on Twitter writes, what's your favourite apple? I'm big on Florentine turquoise, a breed of apple put together by a man called Bori Gartrell, invented in the orange region near Bathurst. My favourite apple is, of course, the goose breath. Oh, goose breath. Yeah, anybody who smelled a goose breath, it does smell a little bit like pate. Crank mail! Tony Push, the man who asks, what's going on? What's going on? What cheese is your guilty pleasure, Tim? It's called Watsonia, made in Watsonia in Victoria. Beautiful, fuck, roch, very, very tasty. Check out Watsonia. I'm sure you can get it on the internet. I like a soft blue vein. If I can get that in a cheese, that's great as well. Bungabunga 55, proving that you don't have to be good to keep doing something that people may be interested in. (laughs) You betcha! And now, from the beautiful downtown Burbank rest home and hand grenade factory... It's time for put Tim in a place in history and ask him, so, what would you do, smartass? Tim's historical hypothetical. (laughs) 
I'm not actually ready to answer this one. I, I don't. I haven't got my notes. The year, last year, last year, last year was a good slash bad year. You are Bill Shorten. You have just lost what many saw as the unlosable election for the Australian Labor Party. What do you do, and what do you do going forward? Blame it on the Australian people. For some reason, they think that voting will help things. I would just blame it on the Australian people. Certainly not myself, because I've done such a good job of getting the Labor Party out of a hole, just not getting them up onto the bench where they become electable. If he was a character in Batman, who would he be? Bill Shorten would be Batgirl. That's right. That girl. Where do you come from? Where do you go? What is your scene, baby? We just gotta know. Shorten. 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 Where do you come from? Where do you go? That could have got them over the line. It actually fits. Why would Bill Shorten be Batgirl? Well, for starters, nobody quite knows who he is, even now, and his bag of tricks was just stolen from somebody else. We're all very disappointed that things didn't work out for Bill, but perhaps Anthony Albanese will be able to win the prime ministership within three or four elections. Bill Shorten may be Batgirl, but I think Anthony Albanese's Chief O'Hara, really. I think he just kind of stands there and hopes that someone else solves the crime. I regret to say, sir, Batman and Robin are not at present available. What? Oh, surely you, you must be jesting. Alas, sir, I am not. You know what this means, don't you? If, if you're thinking what I'm afraid you're thinking... Precisely, Chief O'Hara. The moment we've dreaded for years has arrived. This time, we're going to have to solve a case ourselves. Labour Party, as with all progressive politicians around the Western world, is having a terrible time, a terrible time. How do you define yourself when everything you define yourself as is on the nose? You just sort of have to talk around and say, it's not socialism, it's socialism. I would have thought that with the income gap and the income inequality in a lot of Western countries around the world, people would be more angry and be a bit more militant about it. But it seems to be that they go, oh, hang on, I want to be with the people that are getting the more money. And so they identify with them. They do. If you look at the American economy now, it's thriving. Of course, it's thriving because the debt is doubling every 30 seconds. They'll be able to spend their way out of it. If everything goes wrong, they just make a new series of $6 million man, <laughs> which is just a guy with two apartments. Hello, everyone. It's a one in three chance that they will have a recession sometime in the next 12 months. Flip that around, there's a two in three chance that they won't. I wouldn't worry about America at this stage. Yes, Trump is on the nose, but whose nose is it? Joe Biden. Who was the guy that, who got absolutely bounced when he went up against Nixon? Was it Hubert Humphrey? Hubert Humphrey. Everybody thought that was all going to work out well. Nixon ended up having a giant landslide. You know, of course, a couple of years later, he had to retire because he was a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. Tim's historical hypothetical. <laughs> We've had a bruising 
damaging, difficult time, not only for me and Tim, but for this entire country in the last half hour or so. But now we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It could possibly be a lamp on the front of a train heading for us. We don't know. We'll find out fairly shortly. Time for Tim to say his piece. Tim Ferguson's write a reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Short shorts are coming back, people. Men in short shorts. Fuck me. I know, it's not good. The idea is that men walk about the street, they go to the shops, they can just go to Broadway Shopping Centre in very short shorts, probably thongs, with this sort of bulging, reddened thigh muscle. Uh, fantastic. And I recommend have a look at some 70s and 80s photos of the shorts known as scoops. They're funny. Shorts are supposed to be kept long, people. (laughs) Long shorts makes you look like you're someone's uncle from Queensland. Get into those. Stop the short shorts. They just don't belong. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Pants off, dance off. What if you're like me and you like to wear your shorts Rick Astley style in a suit so the shorts match the suit jacket and you look stylish going out? Bow tie or no bow tie? Both. Well, there we I might even wear a bolo. That's going to look great because you're the life of the party then. Got to say, that's a great lineup of Aha and Rick Ashley on the same bill. Oh, yes. Because we are huge fans of Morton Harkett's version of Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Let's just have a listen to a second of that. soundtrack coneheads i used to have all those toys in fact i do there will be somewhere dan Aykroyd. yep jane Curtin. yeah i used to have those toys within reach now they're kept in cryogenic temperatures remember that peter young you better have some storage space when you get married i thought at the time nobody really watched or enjoyed (laughs) coneheads that way nobody's going to have these toys your problem is you've been running around with a bad crowd that's a wrap for bunga bunga 55 if you've got anything you'd like to get into the show or get some crank mail you can get that in at maynard.com.au maynard at maynard.com.au tim you're on twitter at real tim ferguson also you can catch my fake news the ferguson report at the new daily.com.au fake news you can trust there will be a link to tim's fake news in the show notes you sure we don't want to play more of the american flag song there's an american flag on the moon tonight flying red and blue and white oh the american flag song i think everybody wants to hear it hey, Time to play one of my favourite songs that I'm playing at Love Shack on the Hammond organ. Oh man, this is like ABBA plays Moog, except better. Don't touch your radio, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This song is hard to believe. And it's been hard to believe we've got away with 55 shows of this without the federal police even knocking on the door. They don't even listen often. They could at least give me my hard drive back. I've been Maynard. And I have also been Tim Ferguson. You've been listening to Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga.
The flying car. That didn't hurt a bit, did it? No, it didn't. Not much. Once you get used to it after a while. Bryson and Hume. Everything digital.